So if you recall, yeah. Tiberius, you had left post assault, and you'd gone, yeah, I, gone to I get actually, the lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got out of there. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry guys. <clears throat> I had got out of there before things had got spicy. Spicy, yeah. <laughs> so my 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 brain box is currently intact. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I am stomping down to the police station or the or the house where the policeman lives. Indeed, Sheriff's so house. We, we, we start off with you knocking on the door of this building where you've been told Mr. Graves, who is the local law enforcement officer, lives, and you hear a voice say, Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for a police constable, a man of the law, please. I have been assaulted most egregiously by a member of this town. And as a new resident of this town, I would like to report this crime. The door opens and a very severe-looking man with a crew-cut hairstyle who identifies himself as Eugene Graves steps out, saying that he's the law in this town and asking who the person is knocking on his door. The young Blackthorn introduces himself, at which point the sheriff's eyes light up. Oh, you'll be, uh, you'll be old, uh, Reverend, um, Blackthorn's, uh, what? Nephew? Yes, that's, that's right. I have arrived here after a series of unfortunate events. He says, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. So only like you shake, you shake your hand and he says, uh, well, it's uh, it's good to have a Blackthorn back in Evan Eves. Uh, things were never as good as when we had old uh, Reverend uh, Blackthorn here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you say you've been assaulted and this is the most serious right, can you charge. Can see the marks upon my face? Blackthorn relates the story of how he was dragged into a house by someone who seemed to recognise his family and who set about him with gusto. The sheriff smokes a cigarette while he listens and nods. When he finds out how recently the assault happened, he shouts for Blackthorn to show him where it took place because the assailant may still be in the area and Blackthorn leads him towards the building in question. I think my new my new friend Father Billington, the new uh, member of the parish, he he tried to calm the man while I came to get you. So hopefully he will not be quite as um, as dangerous when I first met him. You get there a couple of steps before Mister Graves, and you can see the Reverend Billington stood there. He's holding something in his hand, maybe like a bone of some kind. You're not sure. You sort of Eric's like partially blocking your view, but beyond. Reverend Billington, where you'd expect to see your would-be assailant, there just appears to be a pile of slowly liquefying vegetative matter that's slowly seeping into the cracked floorboards of this ramshackle house. Reverend Billington and Eric Von Braun III hear the sound of their friend Tiberius Blackthorn approaching, but before they can explain to him what has occurred with the mysterious assailant, a to them unfamiliar voice, that of Eugene Graves, rings out. Right now, what's going on here? I was told there'd been an assault. Reverend Billington? I, I, I suppose, in, rather than actually respond with anything functional, it'll be more of a just case of like, they just, they just melted. They've melted in my hands. He looks to you, Tiberius, and then like points at Eric, and he says, I take it this is the person that assaulted you? Tiberius quickly clears up the misunderstanding, although both the sheriff and Tiberius are at a loss as to where the assailant could be. 
Reverend Billington nods knowingly towards the pile of dissolving sludge on the floor of the building, whilst Eric, thinking quickly, comes up with a plausible story to give to the sheriff, knowing that he'll never believe the truth. It would appear uh, that our assailant has uh, escaped to greener pastures. And as you say that, out of the, the rotting pile of vegetative matter, a small red round shape rolls out of the pile, another pomegranate, and comes to rest against your right foot, Reverend Billington. And as it ever so gently just touches your shoe, the fruit just goes and dissolves into a pile of mush. You see what the anyone who's watching, it's up to you, sees Graves raise an eyebrow. The sheriff, Mr. Graves, says that he will get together some of the local woodsmen and set out into the forest in search of the assailant, though he holds out little hope given the head start that the assailants had. Then he asks if Reverend Billington is quite all right, seeming to almost be in a state of shock. Thinking quickly, Tiberius covers and says that his friend is simply not used to the country life. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I, I believe the air must be, um, must be playing havoc with my senses. My, my apologies. It's um, good to meet the, the more person of the, 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 the uh, of my new parish. This, uh, this is uh, Eugene Graves. He is the law oh. of this town. Uh, good to meet you, uh, Sheriff. I, I believe was the the term used. Come, Father. Uh, I, I, my uh, my my family friend Ellis. He he will he will have the he'll have the house ready for us, no doubt. Yeah, oh, nice um, roaring fire and maybe even some biscuit. Are you a fan of ginger? I I, I yes, I I love a a ginger nut and a cup of tea. That would be delightful. Sort you right. You'll be adjusting to country life all along. The group heads towards the north of Ebenezer, where the gently rolling slope of Druid's Hill rises above the town. It is flanked on either side by the family estates of the Blackthorns and the Von Brauns. A small path winds up the centre of the hill towards the singular church. The group decide, given that Reverend Billington still seems to be in shock, to head to the Blackthorn Estate, the ancestral home of Tiberius, and get him settled down a bit before they progress onto the actual church itself. Soon they see the sprawl of the Blackthorn Estate rising ahead of them. It's actually um, a bigger house than it is right now, so it, like it's clearly a larger estate, but only like a portion of it active at the moment. So like kind of a three-winged house, like a like like a small kind of like you know a long front and like it kind of goes back almost like a T, right? Yep. Um, but only kind of like the left-hand side seems to actually be active with lights and and like being maintained. The other half's kind of like you can see the windows aren't clean or some of them are broken. Uh, there was a beautiful kind of garden um, that kind of surrounds the front of the house, almost like welcoming. Indeed. Unfortunately, like the rest of the house, the garden has seen better days. And as you head through what must have once been a beautiful fruit orchard, you see various types of fruit trees, yeah. some that you would expect to see in these climbs, some of a 
more tropical nature. However, it now seems very overgrown and a lot of the trees appear sort of twisted into gnarled and deformed shapes. The, the fruits that hang on the trees appear sort of overly ripe and a, a sickly sweet smell greets your nostrils as you wander through this small orchard. Arriving at the, the wooden double doors that lead into the Blackthorn Estate. As they approach the door, they note that the door knocker is fashioned in the likeness of a green man's face. But most of the estate appears to have fallen into ruin. A fact that Tiberius apologises for, saying that his uncle dedicated his time to the church and neglected his personal estate somewhat. No, no, no apologies at all. And, um... Certainly, obviously, you are you are only just here. I'm sure you will um, you will give this this estate the, the care it deserves um, when uh, when you, when you get a chance. Um, it's an interesting motif on the door. Yes, yes, it's a obviously. it's a stylized image of of my family, no doubt. It seems a little bit odd. He's saying this guy dedicated himself to the church, but it's a the, the green man is like a pagan. Idol. Yes, it looks awfully pagan to me. But, but beyond that, you don't really get anything okay. from it. Um, just one thing on the run through, and we're heading up to the the, the manor mm-hmm. as well, John. Um, the trees. Were there any of the trees that were possibly untouched, or do they all seem equally? They all seemed equally blighty. gnarled and blighted as the trees okay. you see here. If anything, the ones here seem a little bit less blighted, but. It still looks, there's an unhealthy air about the place, which is amplified by the numerous fruits that unpicked have fallen onto the floor and then are rotting. And there's this horrible smell of sort of over-ripened and rotting fruit in the air as you approach Blackmore Manor. Reverend Billington asks Eric if he believes that his servant is still running around the woods somewhere. And Eric responds thoughtfully, saying that perhaps they've partaken of some of these strange, rotting fruits that are lying about and have momentarily taken leave of their senses because of it. Ah, maybe they are distraught and uh, have taken leave of their senses and are currently traipsing through the woods. So you think this is possibly because of the fruit? Maybe we're, maybe we're poisoned. That would explain things. We have been hallucinating. At this point, the door of the manor house creaks open and a pale individual wearing a slightly crumpled suit sticks his head out of the door and asks whether he can help the gentleman. Ah, this must be Ellis, I presume. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes, sir. P- Peter Ellis, sir. It's my name. Who do I have the, the pleasure of addressing? I am Tiberius Blackthorn. Oh, Mr. Blackthorn, I, I was told that you were coming, but... Uh, not the exact time. I, I was expecting you a little earlier, but uh, obviously we, we've heard about the the the, the blockage on the road. Um, I, I've done no trouble. I, I've done my best to get the to get the the west wing of the of the house uh, ready for you, sir. But it's I'll not lie; it's been a it's been a little difficult. There's only myself, uh, unfortunately, remaining on the staff now. But I've done my best, sir. Not a problem, Ellis. Not a problem. 
Now that I'm here, things things are going to change. Alice seems much relieved by this, saying it's high time a Blackthorn was back in Evan Eves, and he couldn't be more pleased. He also seems almost ecstatic to see the new reverend of the parish, saying he'd love to see the old church back up and running again. And he shakes hands with a reverend Billington vigorously. However, this does a little to settle the nerves of the uneasy reverend do very much kind of like give it a little squeeze just to see whether it feels normal there is a certain there is a certain amount of soft sponginess to his hand when you squeeze it i'm not gonna lie i mean he doesn't like burst into a pile of mulch or anything but his hand (laughs) does feel a little bit soft and sort of yielding shall we say yeah okay i will i'll leave it a firm handshake for now then he he ushers you all in peter ellis and he says uh, Oh, if you're, you're basically taken in through a hall into what appears to be a small dining room. There's various candles about. There's a, a round wooden table in the centre of the room. Again, as you walk in, you can notice this or not as you see fit. The it's sort of like an old Victorian table, you know, like the big wooden sort of leg, carved legs that head up onto the table. And you can see on the the carvings there, there are like bunches of grapes, and again, more of these sort of leaf-faced figures carved into the the table. Oh, but please, uh, sit, sit yourselves down. Um, please, uh, says um, Mr. Ellis. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, like I said, I expected you a bit earlier, uh, sir, but I'll, uh, I'll go and... Um, we, we have a modest larder. I'll go and prepare the, an evening's repast for you and your friends. So it won't, won't take me a few Thank moments, you. sir. Thank you. Bring out the best biscuits. Whilst Ellis is clattering about in the larder preparing a repast for the guests, they have a little bit of time to talk alone. And we're a bit north for biscuits, Blackthorn. That's true. That's true. Something stronger, maybe. I know my uncle. He kept a stash of some interesting uh, discoveries. I'm going to go raid the drink cupboard. It seems to all be sort of like home-brewed stuff rather than, you know, there's green gauge wine, there's like slow gin there's various other sort of stuff but like there's no like oh i bought like a tennessee whiskey or anything like that it's always going to be very like home brewed stuff obviously not been touched for a while all the bottles are quite sort of dusty any pomegranate wine do you know what there are three bottles of very nice oh. pomegranate wine oh. and you can actually see it says blackthorn special reserve in like mm-hmm. handwritten perfect occasion and you recognize, no. you recognize this from the will <laughs> as being your uncle's handwriting, and he's just like yeah. stuck, sort of like his own labels to him, and like wrote this on the front of him. As discussions about the provenance of the wines continue, Eric looks around the estate or the bit of it they can see, and he thinks to himself, I wonder who's really in control here. Seems to be Peter Ellis for the moment. However, you get the feeling that he. He, he wasn't exactly surprised when Mr. Blackthorn like, rocked up with like two other random people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was as though he already knew there was like more than one person coming. Right. And you do peek in on him as you're sort of like mulling this over and you can see he's in he's in like a small sort of kitchen basically and he's putting together a a plate with some cheese, bread and some grapes on it. It's very like simple fare. I'm getting some glasses. I'm, I'm going to get some special reserve out. Okay. I'm gonna, I can see the father's a bit nervous, so I think like a nice stiff drink, you know. Yep, you refreshment. Are, are you pouring this out of my eye shot? 
I'm bringing the bottle to like a table where we are, and then I'm going to pour it. In. I'm so going to like show it off. He brings this bottle, pops the cork of it. This unmistakable sweet aroma of pomegranate, so almost like molasses, like sort of wafts into the air, and he pours this quite sort of thick, glutinous, dark red liquid into the the three glasses that he's bought. Right as the cork comes out, I'll just be like, <laughs> like slide myself away from the table. But I, I'm I'm fine, thank you. No, nope. the quiet distrust of Blackthorn is creeping in. At this point, Alice returns carrying a tray of bread, cheese and fruit for the assembled group and puts it down on the table in front of them before engaging in a bit of a light chat with them. After a while, he peers almost apologetically at young Tiberius and says, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, I'm sure many people have mentioned this since you got to town, but you really do look strikingly like your late uncle, God rest his soul. That's because handsomeness runs in the family. <laughs> it's like, it's like a joke I've pulled a thousand times. <laughs> well, that's it. well there were, I, don't, I don't mean to speak ill of the uh, ill of the dead, sir, but it, your your uncle, had he not taken vows, would have assuredly been very popular with the fairer sex. Is there by any chance, John? A, a really obnoxious large picture of my uncle behind me, like in the background, like like you know, like a real like and he's a real humdinger. But basically, if you as you look across the room and you can see like a large, slightly slightly faded oil painting of a very stern-looking uh, Reverend uh, Blackthorn, and basically what he looks like is if you imagine someone had taken Tiberius. And they'd cast him as like the villain in a silent movie where he tied someone to the train track and had a big black moustache. That's what his uncle looks like. Obviously wearing like a dog collar, but he's, he's very severe. He's got a black moustache, but otherwise he's like, he looks pretty much identical to Tiberius. You've heard people say it, but the resemblance really is uncanny. You're like, if you got a black pen and went <coughs> on Tiberius, it'd be the spitting image of him. We really do have a strong jawline. Indeed. Well, that's, hey, a, that's a Blackthorn jeans for you, sir. Given the somewhat lamentable selection of a liquor on offer, the Reverend Billington asks whether there might be possibility of a small whiskey or a brandy. I, I, I believe I, I believe I could sort you out a, a brandy, sir, if you just give me a moment. And he, uh, I'll have to go down into the cellar. Just give me a few moments, sir. And he disappears off out of the room again. A few moments later, Mister Alice returns from the cellar and he puts down a you know like those big sort of like round bottles where you get brandy in he like, he put he sort of brings one to the table pours a a measure out for yourself eric and for yourself uh, reverend bennington it's only after he's done so and he puts the the lid back on it and puts it back on the table you notice what appears to be a large red fruit floating in the bottle oh i hate it Oh, a pomegranate, perchance, John. It does indeed appear to be so, yeah. Ah, excellent. Thank you. And I'll just smell it and swirl it and then pop it back down on the table. Obviously, by the time this is going on again, it's good. We're sort of like getting to like later evening now. Uh, Alice says, uh, will there be anything else, uh, Mr. Mr. Blackthorn? I... 
I was just about to retire for the evening when I heard you and your companions out to the, the front. No, no, let's do the shelves. We should be fine. Just prepare a room for us and possibly um, Father Billington, if he wishes to stay the night. Um, um, I, I, I think I should probably uh, probably check the um, the actual abode that I have uh, arranged for me. Um, wouldn't be very on uh, me, me spending my first night here not at my my new home. Both Eric and Tiberius decide to accompany the Reverend Billington to the small church atop Druid's Hill, and they bid a farewell to Mr. Ellis, Tiberius snatching up a poker from the fire at the last moment to protect himself from any ruffians as they step out of the door and onto the path. You, you've got your poker, you've got your gun, you leave... The, the Blackthorn Estate, and you start making your way up the 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 quite it's quite difficult going, especially in the dark. So as you say, it's very dark, and you're picking your way up this winding, rocky, sort of muddy, squelching path towards the church at the top of Druids Hill. As you eventually start getting to the top. And like I say, it, it must be it must be midnight by now. As you get at the top, you can see the there's a little bit of moonlight that allows you a little bit of vision as you get to the top of the hill. Although clouds occasionally drift across the moon, and you can see this fairly small church. It looks as though the part of it is like old stone, maybe like from somewhere else or reused from something. And then it's been built on top of with a slightly more modern wooden building. Thank, thank you very much for, for accompanying me, gentlemen. Uh, would you uh, would you get to, to come in with me? The friends are just about to go in to the church when they hear the sound of furtive movement on the other side of the large wooden door. Peering in through the dusty stained glass windows, Eric can just about make out a tiny flickering radiance like that cast of a candle moving around inside the building. Although, actually, look at the now you're actually looking at the windows and you're looking through in the, the faint flickering light of this candle from inside, you can see that the stained glass windows also appear to have a similar sort of leafy motif. I'm sure in, in a place such as this, with the economy such as it is, it's probably someone who's fallen on hard times and has merely taken shelter in the church. I will not assume that they are a, a ruffian. Well, but if, if, if they are, please do stand back, Father. I shall ready the porker. Uh, you, um, you need not turn the other cheek while we're here. Reverend Billington unlocks the door to the church and pushes it open with an eerie creaking sound. And you see what appears to be a, a figure... You can just about make out in the dim light, moonlight that's shining through. It appears to be like frizzy, sort of grey-white hair. Maybe they're wearing like a shawl over their shoulders. And they seem to be like hunched over in front of the pulpit. Hmm. They don't seem to have noticed you or heard you open the door. I'll just kind of start hobbling my way over and be like, My child, I don't mean to start <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> this figure so like jumps and turns around and it's a a wrinkly faced old woman she appears to be like holding like a, a wicker basket sort of like over her arm 
she she turns around and says, "Oh, I haven't got any money." Oh no, my child, I, I'm I'm merely the new priest. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, so oh bless, bless you, Father. Bless you, Father. I am sorry. You you, you didn't off get give me a turn. Oh, she says, "Well, I, 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 I I'm Agnes from the from the town, and I'd I'd heard the." The, the the new reverend was arriving, so I wanted to. Uh, I went as a good church going myself. I I wanted to come up and uh, welcome you, but I I confess the the the, the path was a a little bit much for my old bones. So I I just stopped here. I, I was going to deliver this uh, this a uh, welcome basket to you, but I, I I I quite got myself out of breath and uh, just had to stop to uh, get myself together for a few moments. Oh, Agnes. You're you're too kind, and please do not trouble yourself. You are more than welcome to stay the night. Oh, oh, bless, bless for that. I don't, I don't think that'll be necessary to, to catch my breath a bit. I'm, I'm I'm quite used to the the local area, but I I'm no spring chicken anymore. I'm afraid. But well, then she she holds this a uh, wicker basket out. It's got like a little blanket mm. over it. Oh, there, there you are, Father. Just a, li- a little a little welcome from the from the citizens of Ebony. So just. To, to welcome you to your new parish. It's been far too long since we had a, a f- fine, handsome young vicar in the uh, in the town. Oh, oh. well, thank you, thank you. Uh, well, I, I will I will do my best to serve you as, as best I can. And I'll also very quickly pull the blanket off and just have a glance in there for any, it, it any to, pomegranates. It, there are pomegranates in there, but there are also, oh. there are also other fruits. <laughs> it appears to be a basket of mixed fruits, effectively. And then you think there's some like crackers in, like water biscuits in there, and uh, there's a small bottle with clear liquid in it, perhaps booze. You're not sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is all wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank no, you so no, much. No, not at all, Father. Not at all, Father. Oh, t- tell me, Father, will, will will you be taking part in the the town's uh, May Day festival uh, tomorrow? Um, well, yes, I I apparently am going to be leading the festival, which. Will be delightful. It will be a great way for me to uh, to meet my flock. Oh, splendid! Well, the I don't know if I you the the festival starts at uh, starts at the church, progresses down into the town. Where there's a, a little bit of a shindig at the the maypole, and then everyone files back up to the church for a for a brisk service afterwards. Now, of course, Father, we're we're not expecting you to put on a a lengthy service. We appreciate the fact that you've only just arrived here, but but you you turning up and taking even if you even if you don't wish to, to lead the festival, you taking part in it would mean the world to us. As I say, it's been it was always a a lively part of the the, the, the town festivities. And older and then she stops as she sees Tiberius <laughs> and, she, and she sort of says the old uh, reverend always used to and her voice sort of like trails off a bit and she's sort of like staring wide-eyed at Tiberius and her mouth just sort of hangs open for a bit. She's like... Tiberius smiles and introduces himself as the new younger master Blackthorn. Strong. Strong jawline and a great history of family. Oh, indeed, indeed. It'll be, as well as having a a, a new reverend and a, the Blackthorns back in Ebenezer, uh, it, it almost gives this old heart of mine enough to hope that the, the fortunes of the town might be turned around and maybe maybe the darkest days are now behind us. 
Agnes reiterates that she's looking forward to the festivities on the morrow and bids a farewell to the gathered group, slowly making her way back down the path along Druid's Hill. The young Master Blackthorn Tiberius watches her go with a, a look of mingled curiosity on his face. This everyone in this town you've met so far it seems it seems to be a sort of fairly sort of clannish, sort of everyone knows everyone sort of town. They all seem quite invested in this festival, and they all strangely seem to like I mean you didn't give like a big press announcement that you were coming to Ebon Eves, whereas you might expect them to know that the Reverend was coming because they'll they'll have heard from the diocese they were getting a new priest. However, yeah. everyone you've met also seemed to be aware that you were coming to the town, which is slightly almost odd. like almost like a hive mind. Uh, everyone's P- perhaps or perhaps uh, perhaps your your plans have been revealed by someone to the mm-hmm. into the town. Interesting. I'll uh, firstly get the welcome basket and I'll just pop it like outside of the back door, not the front door, so it's obvious, but just kind of like. Okay, you you open the back door and sort of like lean out to put it down. And as you do, you see that behind the church, much of the hillside appears to be the graveyard at the back of the church. And as you peer out, the the moon has now disappeared behind the clouds and it's extremely dark. It's pitch black outside. However, you spot a, a faint light moving between the graves at the far end of the graveyard and it's quite distant but as you peer at it it almost looks to be a figure you think but there's like a soft white light emanating from it Uh, i'm currently disturbed the the father goes to like put this basket outside the back door he very quickly slams the back door and when he turns around again he he looks a little bit startled. His face is like quite pale. Maybe a, a few beads of sweat have broken out on his forehead. Um, there, there was no. There seemingly was a glowing figure in the graveyard. So anyway, um, <laughs> your quarters are that way, I believe. Um. Shall we go check them out and uh, air the uh, fabrics and the duvets and so on? I I say again, there was a glowing figure in the graveyard. What, like Jesus? I realize it has been a very long day. But... I am fairly certain there is no would, would you son of God in the graveyard. Would you would okay. you come and have a look for me? I did not I did not say it was Jesus. But you also didn't say it wasn't. But I'm 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 telling you now, I don't believe certainly I do not believe that, that any part of God is, is present in this place right now. Whilst Reverend Billington collects himself, Eric takes the lantern from Tiberius and the two of them head out the back of the church building with Eric leading the way. And as you peer out the back, you do indeed. It appears to be slightly closer than when the Reverend saw it, although still quite distant. You can make out that it now appears to be a, a female 
figure wearing a sort of long, flowing, almost like sort of gown or like funerary garb. Uh, longer hair falling around its shoulders. The figure appears to be faintly transparent and it's shedding a soft white light. Tiberius, as you see yes. this figure, you're, you feel like almost like an icy hand grip your heart and you recognise this figure seems to be your long dead mother. The spectre locks eyes with Tiberius and it seems to cover the space between you in just like a fraction of a second until it's stood directly in front of where the two is, you are standing. And I say stood in inverted commas because it seems to be like floating a couple of inches off the ground and the, the funeral garb that it's wearing is sort of waving around as though it's rustled by unseen wind. And this semi-translucent spectral hand like reaches out towards you Tiberius just kind of like without losing I'm just kind of staring right at my hand just my, the hand that's not got hold of the poker kind of just lifts up to like okay as you as you sort of touch the outstretched hand you don't feel any any sense of permanence like your hand goes through but there's a slight sort of dampness as though you've moved your hand across some grass that was stained with morning dew and as you do so a look of inexpressible sadness crosses over the, the spectre's mm -hmm. face and in a, a voice that sounds very much like your mother but it sounds far away and echoey like she's shouting at you down a, a long hall again with you know incredible sadness this voice says my son they, they've got you back I, I try to keep you away from here you, you and your brother and you're like I've got a brother brother I, I, I could only I could only take take one of you I, I had to leave him behind I thought maybe if I cut you away from this terrible place I always knew they'd pull me back but I and again, she seems to sort of pause as I try to collect her. I always hoped that if I, if I took you far, far enough away, you'd escape the grasp of this dead, dreadful place. This is my home. Blackthorn always needs to be in Ebony. We, we need to, we need to break that. The, the curse that has stained our family, you, your uncle's curse. I, I never wanted this for you, but at least now there is, as, as long as there is no, no priest in Ebenezer, you, you should still be safe. Well, well, well there is a priest here. He's a lovely chap. At which point she... So, Father! I'll <laughs> yell <laughs> to the, the church. I'll be sat on the front pew and just kind of like, as he calls, I'll just be like, hands in there, like, head in the hands. Like, Coming! <laughs> oh, 
I'll, uh, I'll wander outside. The spectre of Tiberius' mother lets out a scream and her visage becomes that of a cadaverous, rotting corpse. She launches herself directly at you, Reverend. Spectral hands close around your throat and even though you can't feel like the physicality of the hands, you feel this pressure pushing your throat in and in an almost demonic voice, like a deep growling voice, quite unlike your mother's Tiberius, this this spectre is like, no, they can't have him. And you feel like you're starting to have trouble. You're starting to have trouble breathing. I'm not going to lie. The good father's uh, face has got an alarming shade of purple. Thinking quickly, Eric grabs hold of the spirit and wrenches it off a of Reverend Billington. It falls to the ground, its visage once again, that of Tiberius's mother. Obviously, Reverend, you're like, <gasps> and you can breathe again. The, the, the spectral figure now looking like the, the young woman it did previously, not the demonic creature that was choking the life out of you, remains lying on the ground, its long hair sort of over its face, and you hear a soft sobbing coming from the spectre. I will firmly hold the finger bone of St. Jude out in front of me and um, just say that. Thank, you. thank you, Eric. Who is this? What is going on? I just, I just, wow, okay, this, um, this, this is a miracle, Father. <laughs> he doesn't look convinced. <laughs> a miracle? That I'm thing this, tried to kill me. This town has returned me to my family estate, but it's also returned the spirit of my long past relative. Just speak with me. This I'm is, glad she's this, speaking to you. She tried to choke the life from me. This is a hell. No, surely not. Surely not. I'll expose my like red handprint around my, you, my you, neck. You, you expose your neck, and uh, although there are marks that look in the shape of hands, it's not redly. It almost looks like you've got like frostburn in the like the shape of human hands on your neck. <laughs> that, that, that was probably done by the the gentleman earlier, that ruffian. Eric steps forward, gripping the lantern in case the spectre should renew its assault. What appears to be a small folded piece of paper, suddenly folded into a square, it's only about that big, that falls out of one of your inner pockets. And just like oh, onto plops, the ground. Yeah, it just plops onto the ground. I suppose I'll fish it up because the I presume the ghost is still wailing on the ground. Yeah, although it seems to be getting slightly more sort of transparent and the, mm. the the sound of the sobbing seems to be getting further away even though it's not actually moving and getting quiet and sort of slowly mm-hmm. fading out you pick up this paper yeah I'll, I'll pick it up and okay you open it and handwritten on this like small piece of paper is a note that says get out of town while you can and don't whatever you do eat anything do I know the the handwriting? You do indeed recognise the handwriting. You saw it when you looked at the notebook of Mr Dobbins, the, the local horticulturalist and history enthusiast, mm-hmm. where he was showing you his notes and his sketches he'd made. A lot of it mm-hmm. had his handwritten annotations on it, and you think it's the same handwriting. Unsurprisingly, he appears to be trying to warn you of some danger in the town that seems to be connected with eating stuff. You think he, when he was a 
when he was sort of showing you in his notes, he must have like slipped this into your your jacket mm-hmm. pocket. Mm-hmm. Let's take a very quick tour of the church. Uh, Father, we'll need your uh, churchly eye to see if there's anything there that might be um, of interest to take with us as we depart the premises uh, with much gusto. Uh, and I'll start sort of herding everyone uh, back up to the the church, if I'll come, you're willing I'll come, to go. I'll come without complaint, but I kind of keep looking back at my fading mother. It's like, yep, let's go, let's as go. You, as you look back, just as you're sort of herded, Away, the last thing you see of the the spectre before it fades out of existence, Tiberius, is your mother with sort of spectral tears running down her face again, holds up a hand towards you, and she says, "My my son, it's it, it's it's too late for Peter, but don't let your uncle win. Don't let him take you as well." And then she disperses like a mist. Why are we Why are we departing this place? Where are we going, Eric? I don't think there's a sort of emotion, you know, outside mm-hmm. the door. I don't think there's a great deal of um, evidence in favor of staying, uh, Father. Uh, this is not so. So we're leaving here, or we're leaving. I I propose, Edmund. Father, that we depart the church, perhaps for Blackthorn Manor or elsewise. Uh, there must be a boarding house in the, the town or something. As you're searching around, you don't really find much throughout the church. However, as you're returning to the the main part of the church, like I say it's wooden floorboards, etc., you catch sight of what looks to be like just the edge of like a piece of paper like sticking up, like a piece of paper's fallen down between like two of the floorboards, and there's just like the little corner sticking up. Okay, you pick it up, and as you look at it, it appears to be some sort of journal, like ripped out page from a journal. And you do recall uh, David Dobbins, the, the local historian, he was telling you that when the, the previous reverend was found murdered, he was trying to like, collate all of his journal entries together, so maybe while he was collecting them, one of them got dropped and it's fallen down between the floorboards. Oh, it's a little bit dark in here. It's quite difficult to read. It's in very scrawled handwriting. I'll go back to the lantern if, if it's okay. possible. As you move back to the lantern, you sort of hold it open. Now you'll have seen your. If you see this Tiberius, it's up to you whether you do or not. You'll recognise that it is in your uncle's handwriting. You'll have seen it on the will, etc. And as you look at it, it says, "The pact." with the watcher in the darkness that has brought us such prosperity will come to an end upon my death. It is displeased, but I have already made preparations for my return and a renewal of the time of plenty. Faith and blood will bring me back. And there's an unhealthy sort of mottled like brown stain on the corner of the page that may or may not be blood or perhaps pomegranate juice. I'm thinking back to when I was speaking to Ellis earlier. Uh, I wasn't wasn't really making like, I wasn't thinking of it at the time. I wasn't really examining the person because obviously they're a little bit disheveled or they didn't look particularly well kept. But if I really concentrate, is there a resemblance between me and them? 
now, now you think about it, there was a, a very slight, nowhere near like the level of Wizard and Shugo, but there was a very slight, mm-hmm. sort of, as you saw him in the light, you know, a bit, a bit on the jawline and the sort of bridge of the nose, there was a very slight resemblance. Although why he'd be, if he's a Blackthorn himself, one, why isn't he using the Blackthorn name? And why was he like acting as a servant to the Blackthorn Manor? Since presumably if he is yeah. a Blackthorn, yeah. he would also have a claim to the manor and all of this shiznit that you got, you're getting to. Maybe something about me is key to this whole thing. Anything interesting, Father? Um, it, it, it does read as though the previous priest was planning to return to life using blood and faith according to their journal. Now I shall not dally, and I shall sanctify this place. Whilst Reverend Bennington begins breaking out his religious paraphernalia in order to re-sanctify the church, Eric, having seen where the journal page fell, starts ripping up the floorboards in the background, eager to probe the depths of this desecrated building. You all notice what appears to be almost like a, a slight like, vibration running through like the very foundations of the building. It doesn't start falling apart or collapsing or anything like that. And as you look down, you notice where like the, some of the older like stones that are the foundation and some of the lower walls of the building. But on those stones, very briefly, there must have once been carvings of like oak leaves and things like that on the stones that have been defaced by time. However, they appear to glow slightly as you're doing your sanctifying, and then they fade away, and the unhealthy air that is in this building appears to have been removed. And you feel a sort of sense of peace settles over the interior of the church. And I cleanse this place! I believe, I believe... Whatever might be affecting this building may now be gone. And I believe if we can possibly make it through the night, if we could bring everyone to the church at the May Day Festival, maybe the sanctity of this place will help them heal. And as he says that, you've finished like ripping some of the floorboards up, Eric. And you see that the floorboards actually appears to be like almost like a crawl space underneath mm-hmm. the floorboards and daubed on the bare ancient stone that forms the, the floor underneath it is what appears to be a large pentagram with a, a sort of leering face crudely painted in the centre of it, very reminiscent of the green man you saw on the carvings earlier. And there again are unhealthy brown speckles dotted around the as you look around and you're working out at which bits of stone are like the oldest, yeah. You would see that there appears to have once been a series of stone menias that was sort of set in a circle on this hill around this stone sort of surface that's got the pentagram carved into it. It was obviously once used for some sort of pagan sacrifice or something similar. And it appears, given that the stains but that it's it's dried blood, but it's not like thousands of year old like dried blood. Obviously, despite the building of the church, some sort of blasphemous practices have continued here, 
and given the the sort of size of it and how it's been covered up you think it's extremely unlikely that it was done without people in the town knowing worried by what he's found eric returns to the side of reverend billington i think you've done a terrific job here today I'll just look so deflated. And, <laughs> just cause of- and the the fear that I have is that there are one of the fears that I have is that uh, there is a high chance that all this a sort of sweeping motion all this is a, a public secret in the town. This, I'll, I'll point to the where I originally ripped open the, the floorboards. This, I think, might not be your fruit juice. I think it might be a, a rather more sanguine product. Um... If I, I saw the foundation stones as we came in here. Those are very large blocks of stone. Uh, regular masonry doesn't work like that. Uh, they've they've repurposed some of these ancient stones here, and they're doing whatever this is supposed to be. Something nefarious, no doubt. And I, I don't think this is a secret, Father. Which then means what for us now? Because we are here and we don't know about this. I think it means that we are... Well, for one, we are outsiders now. Sure. Right. My my name is on, on one of the mansions here. Um, Blackthorn's got his own estate over there. He's got his own vintage. But we are outsiders. You are an outsider. You're not even a Blackthorn. Um, and do you think people around the town who keep this sort of open secret, I point again at the, the mm-hmm. you know, the blood groove pentagram. <laughs> they keep this sort of secret. Do you think they will have you as their shepherd? You who is not a Blackthorn, one of their own? Well, um, well, no, I, 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 I certainly don't think that. And leading the parade now concerns me a great deal. Um, as I I have a great deal of worry that they are going to try and do some kind of demonic ritual to bring back their old priest. As this conversation is continuing, Tiberius hears a heavy thumping, faintly at first, but getting louder and louder, getting closer to the church. Good gentlemen, uh, uh, Sorry to dis- disturb you, but I-, I hear movement up the back, like footsteps, maybe. M- uh, movement? <laughs> as he says that, there is a loud creak as a 
tree falls or is perhaps knocked over in the woods out the back of the, the church. You hear like a as this tree comes down. I'll kind of like pull Eric in a bit and just be like, how do we know Blackthorn isn't complicit? They would have ferried him in from the the road where the tree fell. They didn't, those four road workers, lumberjack, whoever they were, they didn't know he was coming. Why was he so insistent that we drank his pomegranate wine? Something that's what good people of good breeding do. They serve you their best. Other uh, fact, you're like, why is he making us drink this damned wine? And Eric's like, he's posh, they just like wine. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's posh. He was following Eckert, he did it right. God damn it. I understand these things might appear strange to a man of the cloth, but it's par for the course. <laughs> you another trick. What is that noise? I'll I'll bring up my <laughs> my my pistol and I'll head towards was it from the back of yes, the church? From the back of the yeah, so the, I'll I'll head towards the back door, like sneak to the back door. I, I will also take my my uh, my little brown suitcase down and I'll open it up and I will also pull my sidearm as well. <laughs> okay, you both strapped. <laughs> I am the good shepherd. <laughs> Go with God all the way and carry a big gun. <laughs> as you look out the back door from the woods, you see like a number of trees have fallen, and what looks to be a large black viscous mass sort of probably the size of a like a large truck in modern times is flowing slowly over the ground towards the church as it gets level with the tree you see some sort of extrusion of this mass sort of lashes out hits one of the trees and just simply without effort the tree just goes and falls down you see like a trail of Topple trees behind this shifting, squirming black mass. As you gaze upon this horrendous, gelatinous mass that is slowly flowing across the ground, you seem to see impressions oh. of screaming, agonized faces briefly forming or emerging from the liquid surface of this thing before collapsing back into formlessness. Do you happen to have any more of those incense sticks? I've just used the last. Blackthorn! <laughs> slam yep. the back door closed. We're leaving! Okay. okay. There is a loud crash as what appears to be a black, oily tentacle like smashes through the back of the church, wraps around the reverend, and like yoinks him out the back of the church, leave, leaving a huge gaping hole. Imagine I'll let off a, a, like a random shot of my pistol. Yeah, it was like a... As it fires his gat. Acting quickly, Eric throws his pistol to Tiberius, runs out of the back door, and begins trying to prise the black tentacle from around Farmer Billington's waist as it is dragging him slowly through the graveyard. As By the time you've managed to like grab him, rest him away, like his entire sort of leg has been like engulfed in this thing. And when you pull him away, 
his leg just doesn't come with him. But instead of there being like blood or torn bone, there's just like smooth skin. Like as though it's like absorbed the leg, but it's not like ripped it off or anything. It's just no longer there. Eric grabs Reverend Billington and begins running back towards the back door of the church where Tiberius stands looking out at the quivering black mass. And as you're sort of looking over his shoulders, you see a, a sort of quiver or a spasm runs through this oily mass, which seems to have stopped moving forward now. And it disgorges onto the ground in front of it with an audible squelching sound. What to you looks like a human skeleton, but it's covered in a black, viscous, tar-like substance. Does, does it have the eyes... If it's a skeleton, does it start to form the eyes of Father Bobbington? Like, is there is there any kind of resemblance there? It, it doesn't. However, as you watch, the skeleton... I mean, you guys haven't seen this because you're sort of heading the opposite way, but quick. The skeleton does start climbing to its feet, and you notice, like, ropey cords of muscle and sinew start to, like, form and, like, snake onto the bones, as though it's slowly sort of becoming a person. And it starts walking forward holding a hand out in your direction, Tiberius. I, I think I think my my reunion with my family should have to wait. I think maybe we should leave for the evening. So you, despite you wanting to, to leave, you find yourself filled with the urge to like walk towards this thing and you actually like take a couple of steps towards it out the back door before you're able to like shake it off and sort of come back to yourself. But you can still feel this pull towards this like skeletal so now muscled figure, or it doesn't have flesh on it, still walking towards you with a hand outstretched. Is it but continuing to grow a body around itself? It doesn't appear to be doing it. It appears to stop with like the musculature. Like there's no skin forming on it. Let's let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back out of there, waving ba- my poker. As he backs up, waving his poker, you guys are already like behind him in the building. You all hear from the mouth of this this mangled figure a voice go. Okay, as you run out to the front of the church saying this, you can see as you look down the the winding narrow path that leads up the hill, you can see what appears to be a procession of people slowly winding their way up the path. And the reason you can see them is because they're all carrying sort of lit torches in in the old school like wooden torch vein. And you can see the, the flames at the top as this like, procession of people is winding the way. Blackthorn, you were a place or mine. Let's say yours, because we haven't been there yet. It might be the only safe harbour left. Somehow I doubt that. Eric, with the, the Reverend on your back, you start running down this hill. It's very tricky going. You stumble a few times. Obviously, you're carrying extra weight, etc. You make it about halfway down when you realise that Blackthorn isn't with you. I I guess I'll I'll stop and uh, I'll I'll look backwards. Blackthorn, Blackthorn. You look back up the hill and you see you see young Master Tiberius sort of standing, like looking at the church. He has like a glazed expression on his face, and he's slowly walking back into the church through the door you can just about see this skeletal figure it appears to be holding what looks to be a 
a bloody leg in its hand and it appears to be sort of like daubing like blood onto the the pentagram with one hand and the other sort of like gesturing at young master blackwood who appears to be sort of in a trance and he's like father you you look like you have something to say we we, we can't let this happen eric he's bringing he's 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 returning himself to life this curse upon this village will return. What do you propose? The the engines are gone. Blackthorn seems to be on the way. Uh, it's Blackthorn. He's the key. If we... if we, I, I don't want to say it, but if we kill him, we stop them bringing him back. Can you do what you do? With your liturgies, can you do that to him? I can try. That's good enough. I'll I'll put you down. So just <laughs> stay there. Um, you would need or, to be a bit closer. Or uh, alternatively, try and make your way forward. I'll, 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 I'll make my own way. You try and stop him from being dragged into this pentagram. I'll meet you by the, the foot of the hill. I'll, I'll try and get him back. If... If I fail, just God bless <laughs> you too, Eric. You too. So you make it to the church just as Young Tiberius gets into the pentagram, and as he does again, this sort of vibration runs through the church, and like the newer wooden bits of the church begin falling away, revealing the old standing stone. And as that happens, the the blood and viscera from this skeleton, it seems to start like a, that the flesh and the, the muscle and the from Tiberius start to like flow onto this skeleton until after a few moments, all that remains of Tiberius is a skeleton standing there which falls to the ground. And you find yourself facing a a naked but covered in blood man who looks exactly like Tiberius, save for the fact he has a a black moustache and a cruel glint in his eye. You've you've <laughs> noticed that like although he's although he's sort of covered in blood and he looks like ninety nine percent a person, there's still like some odd bits where like the flesh is still sort of mending together. So whatever he's done isn't complete you notice that now he's finished sort of like going, oh i've got arms and whatever he, he appears to be like moving towards the bones of tiberius that are left on the ground so perhaps he needs those bones to complete the ritual that he's doing and he seems to have like a bit of a look of sort of urgency on his face so he seems to like whatever he's going to do he seems to need to do it soon john mm. while i'm laying on the floor not far away. Am I within pistol range? You are indeed. Well, I'm going to take control of this situation. And I'm also going to uh, use my point of law I, I accrued. And okay. that means I can roll my luck on top. Uh, well, instead of. Great. Yep. So you, are you going to resort to violence, I think? 
I, I am. I am intending to inflict terrible harm upon okay, Tiberius so, so too. So since you've used your law move, cross off your point of law you've got, and you can roll mm-hmm. plus luck instead of plus might. In the house of the Lord. And I have I have rolled a 12. <laughs> okay, so you can choose three options from the list. Oh, uh, can you choose the same one twice? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I don't think um, you can normally, but why not? Um, I, I would like to inflict terrible harm twice. Okay. And I would like to be screaming my religious rhetoric while I do it. Anomaly Patris Spiritus Santi! <clears throat> and I will frighten or dismay my enemy. Okay, so... A shot rings out and a bullet zips past you, Eric, and it hits sort of hits the side of the face of this new blackthorn, and it actually like it tears like a bit of his skin and his like muscle off his face as the bullet's like And as that happens, you notice that on the corresponding area on the bones of Tiberius, like the skin and the muscle like reappears. And he sort, of, he sort of staggers back a bit, falling away from where the where the bones are, giving you a bit of time. Okay, so you are laying down the literal holy fire uh, on this uh, nefarious individual. Um, John, we were talking sort of like modest village church, right? Like yeah. not a very big one. The pews, then, not very large. Not very large at all. <laughs> Get one of those. <laughs> Take a pew. I'll, um, I'll, I'll try and, you know, get one of those. Uh, if that's not feasible, I'll, I'll get, you know, some of the debris that I made when I tore up the floor. I'll get, like, a two-by-four. Um, but a preference would be to, like, pick up, like, some of the furniture and just smash uh, Tiberius uh, the new Tiberius uh, with said furniture I tell you what, we'll just call this guy Blackford and we'll call Tiberius Blackford. Tiberius yeah, just yeah, to keep, yeah, it, keep it simple yeah. Yeah, make your, um, your resort to violence wrong I too resort to violence in the house of the lord come on man bring the <laughs> holy fire yeah um, John that's a 10 okay what do you because want because I I have I have a lot of might. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I would like to take definite hold of it, i.e., uh, beating him back backwards, like just like yeah, yeah. Um, away from you know the Tiberius <laughs> on the floor, uh, and um, uh. Terrible harm and suffer a little harm. Okay. So you indeed lay this righteous beat down on Blackthorn. He lets out a scream and a howl as you inflict this terrible damage on him. And as you do, you notice that the some of the flesh that you're battering seems to like stream off him almost in like strands and sort of flows back to the bones of Tiberius. And those strands seem to like pull the the skeleton of Tiberius towards him. Tiberius, you sort of like jolt awake. You are now literally a skeleton with like a bit of muscle 
and skin on it and you are wrestling another skeleton with muscle and a bit of skin on it. And in front of you, Eric, there's basically like two skeletons like trying to trying to wrestle with each other. And every time they sort of grab each other, like bits from one are going off onto the other and then they grab them and bits fly back onto them. What, what do you do, Tiberius? As you see the the skeletal demonic remnants of your uncle trying to pull the very life out of you to restore him. And no. you can tell your survival balances on a knife edge. No, I... I- I thought my, my I thought my my song had played out. <laughs> so this is this is a, a unique opportunity. Um, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to take the poker, right? I'm going to take the poker that I that I had with me when I fell, right? And I'm going to try and spear my my reanimated uncle. Unfortunately, to... you don't have the poker anymore. You were a skeleton a few moments ago. You're not really carrying anything. Oh. Well, that, that limits my options. There's some wooden debris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try and stake him if there's some wooden debris. Yeah. To m- m- make a, it must make be a... even, even though it might have been there to, uh, to masquerade as you know, like a kind of a Christian iconography, right? But perhaps symbolically, it's still there. I'm going to try and. Yep, you, you you grab up some bit of wood and you start laying about the other skeleton. Mm. Make a resort to violence roll. Do I have any minuses because I'm a skeleton? No, because oh. it's a skeleton as well. So can I can I assist him because I'm, yeah. I'm there battering yeah. away? Uh, and, um, and in fact, if you want to make an assist roll as well, a uh, good reverend, you can. I, I mean, I, I won one hundred percent need okay. every help I can get. Both make your rolls uh, plus trust. Oh. Uh, Is resort to violence on the. I got it's might. Seven. Is it, is it might? Yeah. Might yes. I um I keep rolling absolutely terribly, but I trust Blackthorn implicitly, so I make it up to seven. Okay, so you've got a plus <laughs> two on this roll from you, you fellows on the covering fire That's from great. the Reverend. That's and great because Eric it get a, it in there as well. It becomes a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I rolled. Oh. I, I rolled like a D three worth. Okay, so you batter the the skeleton, and with each battering, you deliver to it more skin and muscle flows back onto you, until eventually Tiberius, with your guys' help, is stood there in front of you, and Blackthorn is just now a skeletal pile of bones lying on the floor. Obviously, you're naked, you're bloody, Tiberius, but you're no longer a skeleton. I've got my skin back. Oh, that's great. Emperor's new clothes. Um, I mean, you look a bit like someone's uh, just given birth to you, but... Do I feel new, like, rejuvenated? You do indeed seem to have, like, a lot of, like, energy. Yeah, you feel feel like you could run a marathon. I'm going to pick up... uh, poker and i'm gonna crush this skeleton into tiny little chips yeah because i am you... i am traumatized beyond any psychological benefit for counseling can provide you batter it into <laughs> little more than dust there's, there's 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 no way i can explain this to anyone that it's it's not a horror show <laughs> okay 
the, the, the people outside are getting a bit a bit close to the church now. They're still not here, though. What are you guys doing? Can I uh, look um, for where Tiberius was, in fact, melted, <laughs> and see if I can find his three-pack of hopeful candles on the floor? Um, you, you can indeed see the little cardboard box with the can. You could have made it to like the door now because you'd have been like moving up as you were like. Mm-hmm. And indeed, you do find yeah. the candles where they were dropped next to the door. <laughs> Eric, do I try and sanctify Tiberius? Blackthorn. Blackthorn's just like powder. <laughs> Tiberius has just gone like hardcore uh, with a poker. Four candles. I, uh. Get some peace. I had, sorry, I had to do it. Both. Um, yeah. Start with the I'm one that's sure standing. Both. Start with the one that's standing. If you've got candles left. By the powers of... And you get as far as saying that. <laughs> when as I spend the hard move, I've just got off that uh, oh, roll to violence roll. You feel a stabbing pain in your chest as Tiberius drives the poker through your back and into the floorboard as you cough a bit of your blood splattering out onto the desecrated floor of the church Tiberius reaches down and with a cruel tone to his voice takes out your little collar off the front of your cuff and says mine I believe Tiberius Prime now. He turns he turns around as the doors of the church blow open and you see like the assembled townsfolk all stood there with their like torches. Do I take health damage from this by the way, John? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You pretty much got like one health left. You're like, oh I'm just about clinging on. Oh good. One health, one sanity. That's all good, baby. Loads of space. So OG Tiberius had my pistol. It's going to be on the floor now because he melted, etc. Get that. Um, As you're doing this, Blackthorn sort of holds the poker up almost like it's a a center Mm -hmm. of some kind. And you again hear the sort of dull thumping sound at the back of the church. And he goes, I re-sanctify our pact, great one. Let the times of plenty return to Ebeneves. And you Can hear like, just... all, all the people behind us sort of like cheering as they're holding these torches up. Is he addressing them or is he talking? He, he appears to be to... talking to whatever's at the back of the church. At the back of the church. And as you look, you realize that out through the windows, you can't see any stars or anything. It's just black. Yeah. yeah. Is he paying attention to me as I, you know, because he's, he's doing his speech. He doesn't appear to be. He almost appears to be lost in a sort of almost like religious reverie. I will w- take the couple of steps forward, put the gun against his forehead, and squeeze the trigger. Yeah, go for it. Make your make yeah. your result of violence roll. That's a ten. <laughs> I, I get the the t- violence is working for me. Everything else is bad. <laughs> okay, what are you picking? Uh. I would like to take control of uh, his ability to uh, be in control of this uh, situation currently and uh, do terrible harm and uh, suffer little harm. 
Okay. Yep. So he lashes out with a poker at you for like one mm-hmm. damage. You, however, like detonate half of his face at this range. He immediately staggers back and sort of like falls to the ground, which is like you've seen a bit in like T2 when he gets like the big hole blown in his head. Mm-hmm. He's basically got like half his like skull missing. He like falls back to the ground. As he does so, the the assembled townsfolk let out this high-pitched, unearthly shriek, and they all start to like slowly like wrinkle like fruit ripening in the sun, and they start to collapse into mulch. Torches fall to the ground, quickly catching on the wood around, and soon the church is ablaze. Just over the flickering of the, the flames, you can hear, you see stars through the windows at the back of the church, and you hear like the slumping sort of sound getting fainter as whatever it is appears to be moving away from the church. As the people all continue to collapse into this vegetative mulch. How's Blackthorn doing? He, he lies there for a few moments, then he lets out a, a scream himself, and he starts like Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade style. He starts like mm-hmm. decaying yeah. very rapidly, and he's like he, he screams as he's sort of like turning into a skeleton and like rotting in front of your eyes. He, he holds his hand up towards the back of the church, and he's like, "No, wait, the, the pact we can still." And then he's, he's like, his arm like falls off, and like his jaw falls off, and he just like decays into a bloody mess on the ground, his bones rolling next to the powdered dust that is all that remains of his nephew. Um, it's going, it, it's, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's getting very, um, uh, very dramatic here because the place is going up in flames from all the torches, right? Yep. Um, you, hear, uh, you hear the sound of crumbling masonry from outside, and as you glance out the window, you see like the houses in Ebony start to like collapse in a similar way to the people. How's the the father doing? As I evaluate him, he, he needs emergency help, but quick. John, I'll be uh, I'll be offering last rites to the town as a collective, while I while I effectively slowly slide into the bin. So oh, nice. I love I, it. I tell you, tell you what. Make yeah. me a. I know you've not got any of the um, any of your sort of stock, but perhaps you know you've got the candles he's, or whatever. He's got I've the got candles because he never got it off. Make, make a roll plus reason. <laughs> uh, eight. Okay. So as you're sort of like trying to like not cough up along you. You sort of light these candles. I just started jamming them into the fire that's next to you, and you <laughs> you sort of shout out. Well, what are you shouting out? What are you just literally last rites for the town? Yeah, effectively, just like may this place finally rest. May the terror and the darkness that once lived here be gone. May this this town one day rise again as a beacon of light. And as he says that, the the reverend gives his final breath, his hand falling down and the candle clattering out of his hand. But as he says, may this town rest in peace, a strangely fresh-smelling breeze seems to spring up. It sweeps through the town, blowing away the, the foulness of years and dispersing 
this mulch as you will look as the only survivor Eric you look across the fallen reverend's body across the you now dispersed mulch and you see the town has collapsed into little more than ash that is now being dispersed on a cleansing wind um, and as a as a very last thing yeah. uh for like maybe like occasionally we get like a bit of eric there and uh, we see the the wind like brush the the ash perhaps um uh, uh just clearing out all this this badness here and uh there's eric reaching to the now dead body of uh the, the good father uh and uh goes into like his pocket or wherever he keeps his crucifix just like fetches that I and um, my finger of saint jude yeah oh yeah finger <laughs> of saint jude so gets the gets the relic and then from uh blackthorn's now desiccated corpse as well um gets the um the the brace collar uh, collar of office <laughs> as it were and uh you know, slips it on under his his own collar, and uh, there's the, uh, the the crucifix goes on, uh, and uh, yeah, indeed. As you look out, donning the the raiments of your fallen comrades, and a cleansing wind sweeps through Ebeneves, removing the the cursed foulness that once dwelt here. Mm-hmm.